topic of discussion today is maintaining a balanced lifestyle. Rebecca's story from going from workaholic to balanced life. So do you struggle with maintaining a balanced lifestyle? Setting a healthy boundary between your career and personal life is crucial for happy and productive life. But it is hard sometimes. What are the steps you can take towards making this change? So today we are going to talk about that. Thank you, friends, for joining today. Our guest today is Rebecca Sedin. Hi, Rebecca. Thanks for Hi. Joining. Thank you, Dr. Rosina, for asking me. You're welcome. So Rebecca is, is a Chief uh, Information Officer of World Software Corporation and part of the All Founding Circle. She has more than 25 years of experience in the area of law firm technology. In the last several years, she has spoken to law firms and bar associations about cybersecurity. She has spoken on various other topics such as design thinking, collaboration, deployment planning. And if this is the first time you guys are joining us, my name is Dr. Rosina, and I have been helping with stress, anxiety, and depression over the last 20 years. I've been serving as a medical doctor specializing in psychiatry, as a best-selling author, and a transformative speaker. I started this program, Healthy and Happy Mind, with Dr. Rosina, because I believe that a lot of suffering can be prevented with mind training. We share practical tips for your mental fitness here so you don't have to suffer unnecessarily. These interviews are broadcasted live every Saturday at 11 a.m. Pacific time. And if you would like to get texts for reminders for future programs so you, don't, you could ask the questions during the live broadcast, text word joyful to 38470, and we would be happy to send you reminders and resources links. We also post all the resources that we share in these programs on our Facebook group, Happy and Healthy Mind with Dr. Rosina. And so you can join that group. And if you find value in these programs, please like, share, so that more people can be helped to live happier and healthier lives. And before we start, let me just uh, share that all this information is for educational purposes only. So please don't consider them as treatment and refer to your healthcare professional for any specific advice. So today we are talking about living a well-balanced life. And so let's ask Rebecca. Rebecca, why do you think it is so important maintaining a healthy and balanced lifestyle? How did it become important in your life? What kind of problems you faced that you started giving importance to this topic? Well, when I started my career, I started working in technology at a time when the technology that I was working with, there was I, I couldn't have studied that in school because it was all new at the time. And so I started my career with what, what I know now to be imposter syndrome. I didn't know it then, but I constantly felt the need to prove myself because it's not like, especially working in law firms where the people that you work with are, are highly trained professionals, and the technology that I was working with and deploying was new technology. So I, I couldn't have studied it or learned it anywhere. And I just came out of school at a time when all this new stuff was coming out. And that led to me becoming somewhat of a workaholic and not spending as much time. I spent most of my time prioritizing work 
instead of anything else in my life to my own detriment. Hmm. So when did you realize it? Like, was that a turning point in your life? There were a couple of things that happened maybe about in six or six or seven years ago. A couple of things happened that changed the way I looked at things. The first thing, I already acknowledged that, yes, I was a workaholic, but I was specifically working with somebody who had an alcohol problem. And I, my response to that, at the time, I felt that I was doing my best for my company by picking up the slack. And, you know, when, when the ball was dropped by this person, I would often, whatever thing that, that he, you know, I would pick up the slack and I would, you know, work extra and take care of things that had fallen by the wayside because this other person was dealing with his own issues. And um, I, I was working extra and my entire department was working extra as a result. Uh, so that was the first thing that really, you know, when he actually finally left the company, the development of that happened so gradually because it's not like overnight he had this terrible problem. His, his problems developed gradually over time. And it was almost as if I had PTSD after, after he was gone. And I didn't realize it until after he was gone, how much, I had been doing and how much stress was involved in, in all of that and, and the extra work that I had taken on just because I was trying to make sure that it, it wasn't like I was trying to hide his problem. I was just trying to continue to get the work done mm -hmm. despite that problem. All right. So you mentioned there were a couple of turning points. What was your second turning point? So the second one was something that happened more in my personal life. My sister-in-law had lived in Mexico for a long time and was a scuba instructor. And she was very, she never compromised for anyone. She lived the life that she wanted to lead. And she came back to the United States to take care of my father-in-law at a certain point and started experiencing some symptoms that she thought where perhaps she needed a hip replacement or something like that. But she decided to wait until she turned 65 to, and was covered by Medicare to go to a doctor because she had been living in Mexico and didn't have health insurance. Unfortunately, when she finally did go to a doctor, she discovered that she had metastatic breast cancer and she didn't have much time left. She was gone in about nine months. And looking at her life and the fact that she always made time for her family, her friends, she always, you know, selected the career that she absolutely loved and, you know, felt passion for. And she, that was the life that she wanted to lead. And it suddenly made me realize that working 24 seven, 365 was perhaps not my best path. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I mean, my husband even, we would be even at Disneyland and I would have a laptop with me because just in case something happened at the office and I needed to deal with work. And my whole family uh, was used to the fact that I constantly had to put a pause on my personal life for work. 
And so, so that was the second thing that really, and, and that jarred my soul, you know, her death uh, just made me really start rethinking a lot of things. Yeah, a lot of times we go through those phases. And um, yeah, when, when one of my friend passed away at a young age, I had also that realization that you know, every day is important. We don't know when that uh, game of life is going to end. There's no set up set time that we know, and so we want to enjoy every step of the uh, step of the way. So, so then you applied some of the uh, principles in your life and brought the balance back in your life. How is your life different after applying those tools? Um, well, I, I sleep a whole lot better. First okay. of all, <laughs> I have a lot more time for my family and my friends. And up until COVID happened, which changed things all over again, I even though my family is separated across the country, uh, I would still, you know, visit them and plan trips with them. And now, of course, we're, we're doing Zoom meetings. <laughs> so does it make you feel more uh, joy or does it bring more health or you know how how do you see the impact on your life by bringing this balance back uh, you know I, I enjoy the individual moments of my life a lot more because i don't have to constantly be thinking about you know oh my god what is happening at the office and i mean i suppose i still could think that but i have i have learned not to and that, you know, when I'm with my family and when I'm with my friends, I need to be present with them. I don't need to be thinking about other things. And that took me too long to learn. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you're enjoying each moment. It's kind of interesting. My daughter was kind of following this Onasanas. Uh, they were doing this one year of all the videos and uh, social media. And, and the goal was that on one day, they are going to delete everything. And so all the work is going to disappear. So the, the point was to enjoy every moment that is happening. And it's such an important message that we sometimes forget and we forget to uh, smell those roses. And it's not just that we don't think it is important. I think it's very important. I know about it. But then when I get busy with the work demands and all the things that I want to do, we tend to forget it. And so it's important to kind of have those reminders. And thank you for bringing those reminders. So I'm excited for you to share some of the tools that help bring this balance back in your life. What were some of the things that you would advise audience to attend to? So bring this balance and healthy lifestyle. Well, one of the first things is obviously I, I, when I was younger, I didn't do a very good job of setting boundaries and I let my workplace dictate my whole life and, you know, setting those boundaries, making it clear that, you know, okay, I start work at this time. So don't bother me before that. I get that there are, there's always going to be emergencies, but, but for the most part, you should be able to set those boundaries and say, at this time, I'm done with work for the day. I'm, I'm with my family. I'm, I'm living my life. Wonderful. Yeah. Sometimes I say, you, you live, do you live to work or work to live? And sometimes yeah. the boundary gets confused that like now I'm living to work rather than working to live. I actually take vacations and don't take 
any laptops with me now. <laughs> <laughs> what a change, what a change. You also were talking about, you know, you change your job. Yes, right. I did. So working for law firms for 25 years, lawyers tend to, in fact, I think a lot of lawyers may have some some things to learn about boundaries because they tend to work 24-7, 365. And uh, they expect their staff to work those hours too because if they can't work, they need to make sure that, that they have somebody to call to help make sure that they can continue working at all hours of day or night. Uh, so that fed into it. And at the time that I was going through that second situation, I became aware of an opportunity at a software company for which I had been a customer. And it brought me to this position as CIO uh, at World Software. And it's definitely been an interesting journey. And actually making that change made me realize, you know, I mentioned imposter syndrome at the beginning and suddenly seeing all that I had done in my job from a different perspective where I'm now talking to other customers who do what I did, I realized how much I actually got done at my last job and how far ahead of the game I was, even though I didn't realize it at the time. Yeah. yeah. So you were doing the best you could be, but you kept on thinking you're not good enough and then you're putting more and more. And once you realize, you realize how, how far you had come. So people who are not able to change their jobs, what, what can they do in terms of bringing that change in their life? Well, had I stayed at my job, I would have made it a little bit more clear that you can call me between these hours, but at the end of the day, I have to have a life. And if it's, if it's an emergency, it better be a real emergency. So just making those boundaries a little bit more clear, because certainly the people with whom I was working at the time definitely made their boundaries clear. They just didn't want me to have any. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wonderful. So what's the second uh, point that you would like to share? So exercise, I've always done some exercise in my life, but I think making it consistent and especially, I just have to say that during COVID, it, it's definitely been harder to keep that consistency with the exercise, but I've made a point of, you know, I used to go to the gym every day. And, you know, also I was kind of a Pilates fanatic and used to go to Pilates classes all the time. But during COVID, especially because we are housebound for the most part, I find it really important to get outside and walk in the morning before my day starts. It just, and during my walk, I make sure that I'm not focusing on what I'm going to do for the day. I don't think about what I have to do at my job or anything like that. I just focus on the walk and what's around me and my environment. And I, I spent many years living in Southern California and I now live in New Jersey. So I have a, an appreciation for the seasons. And when I walk, seeing the, the changes every day, you know, the leaves changing colors, or, or even when this began in the spring, seeing, you know, the, the buds coming up on the trees and everything, definitely just focusing on, on those changes and all of the different things that I saw in my neighborhood. Because every day it was a different walk because there were 
different things that I that I saw along the way. That's wonderful. Yeah, I I love that you do that because I also do that, and I just love. Uh, looking at the buds on the tip of those uh, branches because that represents hope to me. I kind of admire like how these trees are standing patiently, enduring the rain and snow and wind and and losing all their leaves. But then they're going to be rewarded for that patience and their perseverance and that bud on the tip of those plants represents hope to me. So I'm so glad you're also doing that. All right. So what other things you do? What's the third tool you like to share? Well, I'm adding structure to your day, especially when we're working from home. And this goes back to the boundaries a little bit too, because especially now that we're all working from home, it's very hard sort of have that separation between work and personal life because we're all working from home. And so getting up and exercising at the same time every day and having my routine, and then I come back in the house and I, I sit with my husband and I have some tea and shower and put on, you know, work clothes for the most part. Uh, every day, even though I'm working from home, it's still work and I need to do something to separate the work from the personal. And then I, when I take a break for lunch, I don't sit at my desk and have my lunch. I actually go to a different part of the house to have lunch just to make that separation. And again, actually, I get to eat lunch with my husband every day because we're working from home. So that's also nice. Yeah, and so all the two sides of covid or yes. working from home. Um, you know, you, you're kind of sharing exactly the same thing we talked about in one of our programs, one of the first program where we talked about how to be productive while working from home. And our guest was sharing how important it is to have this structure. And yesterday I had a patient who was going to take time off from work so that he can work on getting better. And so I told him like, you know, clinically, actually, I suggest instead of taking the whole time off from work, do part-time work. Because like, you know, sometimes when you're doing full-time work, it's very hard to spend time kind of recovering from something. But if it is possible, do part-time work so that those four hours are still going to push you to have that structure, getting ready for work and thinking about something other than your problems and getting distracted. So work provides that distraction. So sometimes you call it work therapy. And mm -hmm. I had to go through what you're talking about when the COVID started. I needed a structure to to start, you know, have this boundary. So doing, you know, um, my treadmill in the morning, specific time, and then uh, changing, and then actually saying goodbye to my family. I'm going to work to come to this <laughs> computer mm -hmm. so that I can start seeing patients. So I, I can see the benefit of structuring uh, your day. So let me ask the audience, what kind of, can you guys put in the comment section, what one thing that you can do that would help bring structure to your life? Like Rebecca was sharing that her eating on particular time or scheduling things helps for me, you know, doing, doing the treadmill at a specific time and then saying goodbye to my family to come over here and then ending my day at a certain time helps. What one thing you can do in your life that would structure your day and help you maintain this balanced lifestyle? So while people are entering the answer, Rebecca, can you share, like, you know, you were talking about eating on time, but what about eating healthy? 
both me and my husband really like to cook. And I, I wouldn't say that we, we always cook healthy food, but I'm sort of the, the one of the two of us that pushes for, for healthier meals. And uh, we, we, since we both like to cook, uh, especially at dinner time, we cook together. And we both just really enjoy it. He, I don't know, he, he definitely does a lot of the sous chef work. And then when I'm done with work for the day, then I come downstairs and, and we'll work on dinner together. But definitely, I, I think when we met, we both like to cook, definitely. But, but I was the one who sort of had to bring him into the sort of healthy eating lifestyle a little bit more. And I don't think, you know, he used to tease me that, that it, you know, healthy food was going to taste like dirt. And I think I've got him convinced that that's not the case now and that uh, healthy food can taste good too. <laughs> yeah, we did a couple of programs on food and mood and we can share the link in the comment section for people. So what's the other one that you practice to help uh, bring balance in your life? So this is something I've, I've, over the years, I've done some meditation here and there, but uh, I discovered recently this app called Headspace. And I spoke with president of my company and some of the other directors, and we, we now offer this to our employees that are interested. But it's an app that, that helps you to, it teaches you how to meditate, and it teaches you to just sort of bring that mindfulness into everything that you do. And it definitely has helped me to, I mean, no matter what, I whatever job I have, I always am in a job that requires me to have a lot of projects going on all at the same time. And whenever you have that sort of situation, it's hard to give each project the focus that it deserves. And and definitely going through this program every day has, has made it a little easier for me to give each thing the focus it deserves at, during the time that I'm working on it. And to give the people that I have to work with every day, you know, the focus that they deserve to, you know, move them in the right direction. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah, I know. I have created uh, these 21 one-minute exercises for mindfulness, different kind of mindfulness and cultivate. That is part of my uh, Stress to Joy app and that's part of my Stress to Joy online course. And so, yeah, I, I think there is this importance of having these daily practices. Like, you know, when you're picking up the weight, you just don't pick up one time. You just kind of keep on doing it on a regular basis and you're your muscle builds. So when you're doing mindfulness practice, your mind muscle builds. So that's great. So what's the seventh tool? The seventh is really just celebrating those small wins. So even just yesterday, one of my colleagues was stressed out about a task that she has to do quarterly. And I just spent a little bit of time with her at the end of the day sort of talking to her about, you know, why is this so stressful and what can we do to make this not stressful for you? And it was a small thing, but I, I think she is now going to have a better weekend as a result of that uh, because she won't be worried about this task. And I feel good because I was able to just spend a little extra time mm -hmm. and help her not feel that stress over it. Yeah, a lot um, of times people kind of wait for big wins or big things and 
and so uh, celebrating these small wins and feeling good about doing those things can definitely uplift your mood and help you bring that balance in life. So what's the eighth tool? Really just being true to yourself. And this is this goes back to my story about my sister-in-law. You know, she lived the life that she wanted to lead. Uh, she always had time for her family and friends. and And that's what ultimately got me to make the changes necessary in my life to have time to live my life, really. So wonderful. wonderful. What's the ninth point? Just knowing what you're, you know, not comparing yourself to others, making sure that each one of us has our own strengths and weaknesses, and they're all going to be different from every other person. So it's really not fair to yourself to compare yourself to others. You need to recognize the things that you bring to the table and celebrate those things because not everybody can be good at everything and each person has their own strengths. Yeah, yeah. Each person is unique. And so we want to, I always use this phrase, strengthen your strength and weaken your weakness and be the one, be the best version of yourself rather than comparing it with others. And so what's the 10th tool? Just really knowing what your priorities are that, you know, don't get too wrapped up in one thing to miss everything else that's going on in your life and knowing which things are really important. Certainly family needs to come before any, any work related situations. And that's something that it took me a long time to learn. So yeah, they say like what people regret at their death table, nobody regrets. Oh, I, I wish I would have spent more time at office. Yeah. (laughs) I wish I had spent more time with my family. So we are talking about how to live a balanced, a well-balanced life. And thank you, our audience who have shared how you try to structure your day and bring balance. And I just want to share one of the audience response over here, having a corner for quiet time for 15 minutes. I think that's a wonderful suggestion. And um, I know I was, I was watching this fun video, one of my kids shared where they, they said, okay, if you were in space and you had a very small place to live your whole day, how would you structure your day? How would you create the space? And still they, they suggested like, you know, I can have one corner for eating and one corner for exercise and one corner for doing the work and one corner for quiet time. So that's wonderful. And so do you have, do you have a summary of your message for our audience today before we go for the special of the day, which is really special? Well, all of this actually makes me think of a funny movie, makes me think of Ferris Bueller's Day Off and how he said, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. So uh, I almost missed my life, but uh, (laughs) thankfully I recognized it in time. (laughs) And every day is the first day of the rest of your life. So you know, today is the best uh, to realize. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. And uh, at this point in time, if uh, any of the audience have any questions, please enter. And it's time for the specials. So let me go ahead and ask, are you ready? Yes. Right. So today's special was inspired by one of my patients. So he recently told me that he feels really lonely and sad because of the COVID. He has not been able to go out and meet people like he used to do. And so I shared with him the special uh, Thanksgiving practice that I have. 
I have been doing it for several years. So I shared with him. And as soon as I shared with him, his eyes brightened up and he said, like, this is going to help me feel more connected and I already feel good. And so I would like to share that uh, technique with you. Would you like to learn? I would. Right. And so what I do is to celebrate Thanksgiving, I make a list of all the people who have made a difference in my life since my childhood. It could be my family members, my friends, teachers, neighbors, anybody who whom I can remember doing something or being there, like, you know, helping me feel uplifted or helping me smile or feel good when you're not feeling well. Just think about one thing that they, they do. And then between the Thanksgiving and Christmas, I call a couple of them every day and to tell them that I made the list of people who have made the difference in my life and you were on my list. And I really appreciate you all like, you know, a lot of things about you I appreciate, but I remember that one specific day when, you know, I was crying and I really needed to laugh and I called you and, and, and you told me uh, something and that made me laugh and you uplifted my, uplifted my mood. And so I want to thank you for that. Um, what do you think if you get a call like that, how would you feel? Oh, that would make me feel wonderful. Uh, and that's a brilliant idea. I can and, already and start thinking of the people that I'd like to call. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. And tell me, how would you feel when you make that call? I would feel good that that I had the opportunity to thank somebody for for having made me feel good at a time when when I needed it. Right, right. And so it it already kind of brings this positive feelings inside you. It increases your endorphin. So it would kind of help you combat that feeling of loneliness because then it would create that connection. Plus it would help improve the positivity. So my suggestion to everybody who's listening, go ahead and take out your pen and paper or take out your phone and make a checklist of all the people you can think about that have made a difference in your life. And one thing that specifically made a difference in, in your life, even that just being presence, like, you know, my, sometimes I appreciate my daughter for just being my daughter because she brings smile on my face. So they don't have to do something specific, but them being just themselves, uh, you can be grateful for. And so can you guys think about people you can call? Go ahead and put them on the list. And, and if you'd like, please go ahead and join. I'm going to be doing a seven day gratitude challenge starting on 19th of November. So in US, we celebrate Thanksgiving every year on last Thursday of November. And this time it is on 26th. So for seven days before that, we are going to run a gratitude challenge. Every day you're going to get a video and a chapter from my gratitude journal. And I'm going to give you a prompt and we are going to discuss about bringing this feeling of uh, gratitude and making the Thanksgiving special, especially in times of COVID where we have to come up with creative ways of increasing our feeling of appreciation, gratitude and positivity. And so on that note, as I always say, you can always get a little better, strive to be 1% better every day and you can do it. And you can join our uh, Facebook group, Happy and Healthy Mind with Dr. Rosina. And we can continue this discussion over there. Until next time, Dr. Rosina. And thank you, Rebecca, for joining. Me.